Now on WOC, the QC Current puts a focus on our beautiful bi-state riverfront destination. Presented by Visit Quad Cities, it's a weekly look at untold stories of the Quad Cities region and the history, people, events, and businesses that make this area unique. Here's the host of the QC Current, Hannah Ginder. Good morning, QC. I'm Hannah Ginder, and this is the QC Current, a new radio show created by Visit Quad Cities with a focus on telling the untold stories of our bi-state riverfront destination. From little-known history to new innovations to quirky personalities, this show brings you deeper into the Quad Cities and leaves you ready to explore it yourself. This is the Quad Cities, where we're always reaching, always growing, always genuine, and always current. Today, I am so excited to sit down with Kevin Maynard, Executive Director of Quad Cities Arts. Welcome, Kevin. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, so just kind of to dive in here, um, for those that don't know, what is Quad Cities Arts? So Quad City Arts uh, is a a bi-region entity that programs the arts in the Quad Cities in both um, on the Iowa side and the Illinois side. So we range everything from uh, the performing arts to the visual arts, uh, as well as community arts. So things like murals and sculptures. Um, So we've got a couple visual arts galleries. And then uh, we also put performers inside the schools. So we do a little bit of everything. So how and when did Quad City Arts get started? Quad City Arts got its start in 1970. So we are celebrating 50 years here in the Quad Cities uh, this year in 2020. Um, It started primarily as an arts council, really focusing on the advocacy and awareness for the arts in the Quad Cities, as well as the artists. Um, So it started with um, a small gallery. And from that time, it has uh, grown exponentially. Wow. Okay. So... Yeah, you said it's it's grown. How else has it evolved over these past 50 years? Yeah, so we started, you know, primarily focusing on the visual arts and the advocacy and awareness for the arts and it uh, it really took a took a step forward when uh, three entities merged together. So um, later, uh, after Quad City Arts was formed, um, a group called the Visiting Artists Series was formed, and it focused on bringing uh, world-renowned artists to the Quad Cities. Um, and then from that, another entity was formed, uh, Festival of Trees. And the, its main focus was raising money for the Visiting Artists Series. And then uh, in 1988, all three of those entities merged together um, because we were operating on very similar things. So obviously, Festival of Trees is uh, still happening today um, and is was at that time was the funding mechanism for the Visiting Artist Series. Um, and it still is largely the funding mechanism for Visiting Artist Series as well as other things at Quad City Arts. Um, and the Visiting Artist Series um, still survives today and is still putting world-renowned artists um, into our public schools as well as our community sites. Um, on top of that, we expanded into areas like uh, public sculpture, um, putting uh, putting art uh, into our communities that way, uh, every year we we put uh, into rotation 12 to 14 sculptures. So you'll see those rotate throughout the community um, and see new ones uh, every year for that. Uh, we also started the Metro Arts Youth Apprenticeship Program, uh, which is a great program that focuses on paying young adults, um, young students um, to hone their craft um, in the arts. Uh, most prominently you'll see around the Quad Cities are murals created by these uh, high school students. Very cool. And they're paid for that? Yes. Yes. It is That's a awesome. it is a paid apprenticeship. Um, it's one of the things that we love about that program because it teaches artists from a young age to advocate for themselves, um, to know that what they're doing 
is a value and can add value mm-hmm. to a community, to a business, and also teaches them that uh, this doesn't have to just be a hobby. It can be something that can become a career or it can be, a, you know, a side hustle. Very cool. All right. So public art is obviously very important for a destination and specifically the Quad Cities. Why is that? Uh, you know, honestly, the the easiest answer is is because people like to look at it um, and mm-hmm. it, it creates a, a cool community. Um, you know, when I, I always ask people, think of places that you want to visit or your favorite community, favorite town to go visit. Uh, I can almost guarantee you it has fantastic public art. Um, so people like to go, oh, I love to go to Chicago. I love to go to St. Louis. Um, mm-hmm. Just think about all the incredible public art that is in both of those uh, both of those cities. So, I mean, people just like to to see it. Um, so people will travel to do that. But the other thing is that it helps beautify a community and it helps tell a story of a community. And, you know, people don't want to live or visit boring places and public art isn't boring. Very cool. So if you're saying public art is kind of telling a story of a destination, what do you think the story that our public art is telling about the Quad Cities is? Ooh, that is a heavy question. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that that is always evolving. I think that True. as as our community evolves, uh, we start wanting to tell a different story. And I think mm-hmm. right now, you know, what we're seeing in our in our public art is is evolving. So we're looking at stuff that you know tends to be a, a little more edgy, a little more abstract. And I think that that largely is because you know our community tends to right now be focused on growth, and we can see that growth happening. And so that's what we're I think we're seeing in our public art. The other thing that we're also seeing and, and you know, have been seeing for a while is this history aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, we love to to talk about the hist- the rich history of the Quad Cities um, and the, you know, the bridges as well as uh, the rivers. So there's all sorts of ways that these things get tied together and tied in. Awesome. OK, so when all these new murals and sculptures and everything else is going on in the Quad Cities, how are those chosen? How did you decide that's what's going to go on the wall? That's what's going to go in that sculpture space? What's yeah. that process like? Uh, you know, I'd love to say it's all me. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is uh, we actually work with a, a lot of different entities for this. So uh, when it comes to public sculpture uh, specifically, we tend to work with uh, mostly cities on, on that. So uh, the city of Rock Island and the city of Bettendorf have been long um, subscribers to our public sculpture program. And so mm-hmm. those cities handle those a little bit differently. Um, so like the city of Rock Island focuses on their public art commission, and they have a group of individuals that help choose those sculptures. Um, Bettendorf has a similar setup, um, but it, it's not necessarily just a public art entity. So there's some city officials that that you know make some of those decisions as well. Um, this year, we worked with Renew Moline um, to create uh, to choose some of. Uh, to some of the sculptures that are in uh, Moline right now, um, so it's it's a little bit a, a little different here and there, um, and then sometimes it's just a business that you know mm-hmm. business decides. Man, I'd really like a sculpture out front. Uh, we've got a great spot for one, and so they can work with us to to either rent that or purchase it outright. Very um, cool. And then as far as uh, the murals throughout the Quad Cities. That uh, works very similarly. Um, sometimes it's the city that helps uh, helps direct that vision. And then sometimes it's the business owner who owns the building, owns the wall that has a say in that. Um, you know, when it comes to our Metro Arts murals, um, you know, for the most part, we don't decide those things. Uh, that is set the direction by the client. Um, I'm sure our mm-hmm. high school students would would take things in a very different way oftentimes. Um, <laughs> but it, it's a it's a good learning opportunity for them that. You know, this is um, sometimes a very client-led industry as well as, you know, for uh, personal gain as well. Gotcha. So those high school students, are they getting some sort of theme or prompt? Like, we want to do something about the river, and they just 
go. That's exactly it. So before the the Metro Arts students meet, uh, their lead artist is meeting with business owners and community uh, leaders to kind of set a theme for that area. And sometimes, you know, it sometimes there is no theme. Sometimes they're like, we want you to just go nuts. Um, and then sometimes mm-hmm. like, we're looking for a historical aspect on this. So like Douglas Park in Rock Island is a great example of that. They wanted to focus on the rich history of Douglas Park. You know, that's where the uh, first uh, NFL game was played. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that happen there. And so they focus on a historical aspect there. Um, but the, the big thing is that after that, they create this theme, they create what that looks like, and then they meet with that business owner, those community leaders to essentially like pitch this project. And then they get an opportunity to, um, I don't want to say edit, but like kind of go, oh, we like these themes. We like the, how you did this. And then they'll merge those things together for their final product. Gotcha. All right. So like so many other events this year, the pandemic interfered with the traditional <laughs> Quad Cities tradition of the Festival of Trees in mm-hmm. the River Center where we gather together and walk through it and see performances and all these great things. How can people still get a taste of the Festival of Trees this year? Yeah, honestly, the best way for people to get a taste is to go to qcfestivaloftrees.com. Um, mm-hmm. They still have time to see um, some of the trees that, that were displayed in our Rock Island Gallery, um, as well as, you know, for some last minute shopping. Uh, if people have some things that they want to that they want to purchase them um, through our online gift store, they can do that. Curbside pickup, you don't have to come into contact with anyone if you don't want. Um, so it makes it nice and simple. Um, the big thing on that is... When you purchase from QCFestivalTrees.com, that goes directly to support the arts in the Quad Cities. So it's not, uh, you know, it's 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 supporting, you know, great things that we're seeing in our community. Gosh, and how long is your pop-up running for? Um, The pop-up will run through November 30th, uh, November 30th being uh, Cyber Monday. Uh, We'll have some great deals running online for that as well. Awesome. Love it. All right. So how else can people engage with Quad Cities Arts? Right right there. Quad City Arts right now. <laughs> you know, the the best way for people to engage uh, is to is to get online. Um, follow mm-hmm. our social media. You know, we've got a Facebook. We've got uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you know, the, the, all of those platforms. Um, is to engage with us right now to help share some of the things that, that we are, are putting out there. Um, because obviously right now things are uh, where we're not doing in-person events, um, but we mm-hmm. still need to, to keep that top of mind awareness. Um, and when we are able to do in-person events, um, we've got some great things that we're planning. We're looking, we're excited to, to be able to get to back, get back to in-person. Um, the other ways to people can get involved, uh, obviously through the social media, through our website, you know, just to learn more. Uh, we are also a, a nonprofit, um, so obviously donations help make these programs run in the future. Um, obviously, 2020 has been a bit of a – had, had more than a bit of an impact. Yep. Um, so those donations are, are very important right now, and it helps us you know, continue these great programs into the future. Awesome. And so I know at Visit Quad Cities, we've been kind of promoting a lot – Something that you can do in a safe and socially distanced way is just kind of exploring the Quad Cities and viewing that public art that's just out in the open for anyone to see. Is there some sort of resource that you have that people can find, you know, a big list of all the public art so they can start their exploration? Yeah. So that uh, right now you can go to quadcityarts.com and you can see where all our public sculptures for this year are located. Um, There are some also where some of the murals are located as well. Uh, We are actually in the process of, you know, building that out so that eventually, hopefully you'll be able to go to our site and find out where all the public art is in the Quad Cities, um, just to let people know Mm -hmm. um, 
that that it's there. I mean, you see it you see it everywhere, um, and so sometimes it'll be nice to be able to tell that story. You know, who created it, why it's there, um, and why you should go see it. Great. Okay, so many Quad citizens and even visitors know Quad City Arts as the organization. You know, you host these great events, you put up our public art, all these things. But of course, there's the underlying mission there that's introducing kids to the arts and developing young artists. In what different ways are you doing that? Yeah, so one of the biggest ways that that, that we're doing that is through our Visiting Artist Series. And so the Visiting Artist Series puts a world-renowned artist, a performing artist, into public schools as well as community sites with a focus on the public school entity. So in a traditional year, our Visiting Artist Program reaches over 30,000 students uh, in our in our region. Uh, and this is important because for a lot of these students, this is the only performing arts uh performance that that they will see. Um, mm-hmm. but it also lets them know that, you know, people are doing this professionally. This isn't just a, you know, a hobby. It's not just something fun that they're watching on YouTube, um, that people are, you know, are, are touring and, and being paid to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, that series also focuses on a wide variety, a wide genre to show people all the different things that, that they can do or could do. Um, there's obviously educational components to that because everything in the arts really does lead back to education. Um, but the other thing is that there, it's also a very diverse series um, because we believe that every student in our community deserves to see themselves represented on that stage. Um, so we work very hard to make sure that that happens. Um, but the genres range from anything from, uh, you know, last year we had we had a, a juggler um, who, um, you know, focused on like the science of juggling. Oh, that's um, so fun. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, really like the the interesting ways that, that you know, I, I learned that juggling is evolving and I didn't quite realize that. Um, you know, and then we also had a, a, a DJ, you know, who was, um, you know, mixing tunes together and like basically playing EDM music for kids to show them like this is how the technology works in these things. And these like mm-hmm. DJs are one of the like largest rising genres um, in pop culture. So it's, uh, you know, shows them that, you know, these are things that they can do. Um, and then obviously, you know, we've got our, uh, our, you know, some of the more traditional things that you would think of like a string quartet or, um, you know, some storytellers. So there's a, there's a wide variety there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really important aspect. The other thing is that, uh, well, and then we also have our Metro Arts Youth Apprenticeship Program, which we have uh, discussed a little bit, but that is something for ages 15 to 21. Um, it is a, a paid assistantship that runs about uh, five weeks that um, at the end of it, they create some sort of um, public art or public performance. So this year, um, things are obviously a little bit different. We created a few murals and also had a, an improv comedy group. Um, awesome. So in past years, we've also had photography, um, ballet, um, mosaic art. So it just kind of runs, uh, you know, there's a lot of different areas that people can work in with that. Awesome. So I'm going to put you on a, on the spot a little bit. Do you okay. have a favorite form of art, favorite bit of art around the Quad Cities? Oof. Any favorites for you personally? Yes. Um, you know, there is one that there's a, a piece of, there's a public sculpture that actually is a permanent sculpture that sits right out, uh, right outside of Quad City Arts. Um, it's called the Exploding Wormhole. Um, and I know this because every time I, I, I see it every day, um, but I, for, 
for the longest time thought it was uh, butterfly wings. Oh, I I'm know a, that one. I yeah. thought it was a butterfly too. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's an exploding wormhole um, is is the title of it. And then once you know that and you start looking at it from the different angles, you go, oh, like I can see how like the yeah. So mm-hmm. it's uh, that's always that's one of my favorites because I I think it, it partly because I see it every day um, in Rock Island as well. Across uh, in in the Schwebert Park is the Lloyd Shoneman uh, Lloyd's Track. It was uh, in honor of Lloyd Shoneman, who was a, a like he was really he did a lot of great things for Quad City Arts and really the arts in the Quad Cities. Um, and it is uh, kind of it's a sculpture that was dedicated to him. And it uh, the history behind it is is really interesting. But also, um, you know, when you drive past it, you know what people see is this big monolith of a, of a sculpture. But when you get up close to it, um, you see all these little mosaics that are around the bottom and how it connects to the river and all these other things in our community. So those two are, are probably my favorites. I will say I'm a little biased because they're right there and I see them <laughs> yep. every day. Um, but there is also uh, there is also a great mural uh, on Lincoln Road in Bettendorf of a of a of a, of a river mermaid, um, oh, that's and my it favorite. is yeah, just like some really great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I think I could list like a uh, hundred other things. I mean, they're just <laughs> all of them. Yeah, all of them are Kevin's there's, favorites. <laughs> there's a little bit like I'm just like oh like I really like this. Oh, there's like this aspect here. I mean, there's the Mm-hmm. Like at the Isle of Capri, there's um, some stair steps and the Metro Arts kids uh, painted this thing that looks like a deck of cards that are like uh, shooting out of the stairs. And it's just a, it's it's a fun piece, um, you know, for, you know, what is traditionally, you know, something that's kind of boring. Like it's just stairs, um, but they've managed to mm-hmm. beautify that and tie it right into a local business right there. Yeah. And it kind of changes as whatever angle you look at it. Exactly. The line up a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool one. All right. So. What's next for Quad Cities art, Arts? What's on the horizon? Uh, you know, right now, I mean, the, the, the big focus for us right now is, is getting back to, to in-person. Um, yes. That's kind of the, the big focus. But really, I, th- I think what's next is, is constantly evolving and constantly expanding. You know, we're really focused on reaching more students uh, in, in our region. And we're also, you know, starting to work a little bit more on our advocacy arm, um, you know, letting people know, like, why the arts are important. Um, I mean, I, if you have another hour, I could sit here and talk about all the the wonderful things that the arts does for a community and does for an individual and especially does for a student. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, you know, we want to be able to tell that story more and we want to be able to tell, you know, not only individuals, but our, uh, you know, state, local, uh, national leaders of like why they should be supporting the arts more than uh, than even they are now. We've got a little time if you want to oh dive gosh. into it. All right. Well, a, let's a brief bit. Perfect. We'll talk about like in, in relation to visit Quad Cities. Perfect. So uh, tying it into like a tourism aspect, uh, arts and culture is really important because like I said earlier, people want to visit cool places. People want to see mm-hmm. public art. People want to see performances. Um Arts and culture is one of the areas that multi-generational uh, folks agree on. So you can you can do arts and culture activities um, with a child as well as a, a senior citizen. So all that area, and they enjoy doing those things together. Um, so that's a that's an important thing for tourism because if you're ever mm-hmm. taking a family vacation, you're like, what can we all do together that everybody likes? There's an aspect of the arts and culture that plays in there. The other mm-hmm. thing is that we know that. Uh, Arts and culture tourism is on the rise, and people want to people want to experience more. 
So mm-hmm. cultural tourists uh, also spend more in our community. Um, they spend uh-huh. nearly twice as much, uh, which is very important for businesses and, and arts entities um, mm-hmm. because they're not just coming in to see a performance. They're not just coming in to, to see, you know, stop at the figgy to, to see art at the museum. What they're also eating at our restaurants. They're mm-hmm. fueling up at our gas stations. They're staying in our hotels. And sure. cultural tourists are spending more when they do so. Um, so those are very important things to our community and really also every community. So the more that we can drive uh, dollars to the arts to have you know more performances and more public art, um, the more we attract these visitors um, to do these things and the better our businesses do. And that's just from like from a tourism aspect, um, you know, and obviously that touches on the economic development. But then from an individual, I mean, studies consistently show that students who have an arts rich experience while they're growing up um, are more likely to graduate. um, They're more empathetic um, and they're they're more likely to actually pursue higher education, uh, which is actually kind of interesting. And that's just, again, on the surface. I could talk for much, much longer on this. So. Yes, I can definitely tell it's something that you're very passionate yes, about. Yes, very much so. It's obviously very important to the Quad Cities, to our Quad citizens, and to our visitors. All right. Anything else you need to plug about Quad City Arts before I wrap it up here? Um, honestly, I would just encourage people to, you know, get on our website, check out our social media. Um, we've done a lot of things through this pandemic to move some things virtual. And what you're going to see in the future is us um, continuing to do those things. Uh, we were mm-hmm. very, um, we we're very focused on the things that we created now would outlive a pandemic that we weren't just going to get back to do business as usual. So like you can buy art online now and you will be able to continue to do that uh, post-pandemic. You will, you know, we've got Visiting Artist Series educational resources for students and teachers that you can get for free right now on our website. Uh, Those those will continue post-pandemic as well. So we're focusing on just, you know, continuing to enrich the quality of life here in the Quad City region, but also, you know, doing that in a way that's, you know, we're not just going to kind of go back to what it was um, post-pandemic. Very smart. Love it. All right. So to wrap up here the way we always do on the QC Current, I'm going to hit you with some rapid fire questions about your favorite things to do, to see, to eat in the Quad Cities. Ready? Ready. All right. Favorite spot for dinner? Oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) There's so many. Um, You can say a few if you have to cheat. You know, I I will say it depends. So I will say uh, Half Nelson. um, Fantastic. Um, but if I'm uh, looking for something, I guess, uh, I don't say, you know, uh, not, not as fancy cause it's a, it's a more yeah. casual, yeah. Something more casual. Um, I think, uh, I would probably do Bent River. Yum. All right. Favorite local cup of coffee. Uh, Red Band. Good one. Favorite place to grab a dessert or sweet treat. Oh, uh, oh, so sweet. Ooh, good one. She was on our show too. Oh, fantastic. Um, what is your favorite Quad Cities brewery? Oh my gosh! That, uh, how do you choose? <laughs> right, there's so many. Oh man! Uh, right now, right now, my favorite is Wake uh, in Rock Island. And do you have a go-to beer that you order there? Uh, really, whatever they've got that's new. They do a really got, good job of uh, of rotating out. Um, but mostly, uh, obviously, like their their Invisible Oranges is good. But really, I tend to focus on their their IPAs. Um, they just did a double IPA, and I can't remember what the name of it is, but it was fantastic. So. Awesome. Favorite way to spend a free Saturday afternoon in the Quad Cities? Ooh. You know, I will say again that it depends. Um, because we've <laughs> got so many outdoor festivals and, and you know, um, 
you know, yeah, just festivals and, and things to do. I would like to to take those in. Um, but if I wasn't doing that, I would actually spend it along our bike path, um, either biking or running. Perfect. And finally, last question of the day, what's the one thing every visitor to the Quad Cities must do? Besides visit Quad City Arts, um, I think they, they should check out the Figgy. Um, there is, uh, you know, it, it's one of those places that is, it just has has it has amazing art um, inside it, uh, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that I know that when I was younger I, I definitely did not appreciate. Um, but going in there now and really understanding um, just how how much art is in there and how much time you could spend in there uh, is it's really it's really incredible and quite a and quite a fee for it to be right here in the Quad Cities. For sure, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Kevin. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yes, I'm Hannah Ginder, and this has been the QC Current. You've been listening to the QC Current, presented by Visit Quad Cities, the official destination management and marketing organization for the Quad Cities region. Learn more about us, our region, neighborhoods, and community partners at visitquadcities.com and connect with us through your favorite social media sites. Tune in next weekend for another episode of the QC Current on WOC News Talk 1420.